0: Since I'm such a devotional biohacker, people always ask me, okay, Luke, what's your number one biohack? And as boring as it might be, I have to say it's sleep. Now, sleep isn't the most sexy biohack. Well, it depends on who you're sleeping with, I suppose, but it's kind of boring. It's not a magic pill. It's not that exciting, but it's really, really important. And one thing that ruins your sleep more than anything is being exposed to unnatural artificial blue light at night, which is your computer, your phone, any any lighting that you go into and any building in the world that's not red or amber is trashing your melatonin and thus ruining your sleep. So that's why I love our friends over at Raw Optics who make some fantastic blue blocking glasses that are not only effective at blocking the blue and even the green spectrum of light that ruins your sleep and eventually of course your health but they also look cool. It's not embarrassing to wear them like it was back in the day when blue blockers first came out. I think we'd get them like at Home Depot you know they were super gnarly. Raw Optics makes some dope looking glasses so you can, um, you know, feel confident and fashionable and also healthy. So if you want to check them out, go to rawoptics.com. That's spelled R-A, rawoptics.com. And if you'd like to save yourself 10%, because why not, enter the code lifestylist. So that's lifestylist at rawoptics.com. Welcome to the wild and wacky world of the Lifestylist podcast. My name is Luke Story, and it brings me great pleasure to bring you today's episode, which was recorded on location in London at the Health Optimization Summit with second time guest Dave Asprey, who's the founder and CEO of Bulletproof 360. He's the creator of the global phenomenon Bulletproof Coffee. I had one this morning. He's a two time New York Times bestselling author host of the Webby award-winning podcast, Bulletproof Radio, on which I've been a grateful guest. He's a serial entrepreneur and a global change agent. He recently released his new book, Superhuman, The Bulletproof Plan to Age Backward and Maybe Even Live Forever. Now, before I get into this episode with Dave, uh, I want to warn you, the first 13 minutes of audio are atrocious. There was an issue with my recorder And the track was corrupt for the first 13 minutes. So I had to use the feed from the Facebook live, which is just an ambient room mic. And it picked up tons of horrific noise. However, I didn't want to shit can this episode because Dave talked about so many cool things that he's never really talked about, or I've never heard him talk about, you know, much of the inner game of biohacking and personal development and a little bit of spirituality. So this is more so than like how to hack your mitochondria, although he talks about a lot of great health hacks as well. It was a pretty deep conversation with Dave and we had a really great time. So normally with anyone else, if it was just a standard rote episode, uh, if 13 minutes of it sounded pretty rough, I would just can it and I would start, start anew. But this one's a really good one. So I just want to let you know, just hang in there. The sound gets up to my absolute normal high quality after the first 13 minutes of the interview. So just chill. Use it as an opportunity to surrender, lay back, accept imperfections as I'm doing as I release this thing much to my own chagrin. Here's what we talk about in this episode, how the exercise industry has made exercise more and more confusing and what we can learn by looking at the history of fitness, Overcoming biohacking obsessions to focus on your core intention. How to know if you're suffering from mold exposure, a condition that affects far more people than are aware of it. What biohackers should know about their cellular level placebo response. The evolution of 40 years of Zen and biohacking with neurofeedback and my experience in that program. How anyone can change their mindset and the way they experience life by doing deep personal work and the data to show that it works what you can do to double, even triple the duration of your deep sleeve, what we can learn from taking a systems approach to aging, the bulletproof plan to age backward, the four things that are most likely to kill you, why dirty keto doesn't work, maintaining the seven pillars of aging in your body, what vegans will love in Dave's new book, and finally, why corn-fed beef shouldn't even be considered a food. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'd like to invite you to come back next Tuesday for a very special birthday show. My birthday, that is, October 29th. I'll be turning the ripe old age of 49. Oh my God, how did that happen? And uh, the episode next week will be a live talk that I did also in London at the same event. And it was one that was very well received and I had a great time doing. So I thought, what the hell? Happy birthday to me. I'm going to put out a live bootleg broadcast next Tuesday. So subscribe to the show to make sure you don't miss that episode or any Lifestylist Podcast episode to follow. If you enjoy this talk with Dave, as I'm sure you will, please do yourself, Dave, and me a favor and forward it to a couple of your friends. The app makes it really easy now. The bottom right, at least of the app I use, which is, I think, the Apple Podcast app, click on the bottom right, click share, and then it lets you email it, post it to social, copy the link, text it. Super easy. used to be whack. It was very hard to share specific podcast episodes with people. Now we've evolved, folks, and it's really easy. So thank you so much again for joining me. Please enjoy this enlightening conversation with Mr. Dave Asprey. And again, don't forget that at exactly 13 minutes, the audio of this interview becomes impeccable. So hang in there. Dave Asprey, welcome back to the show. dude. Happy to see you. Happy to see you too. And I'm so we to get to do this one, not via the interweb. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it, dude. So I was thinking about when I announced you from the stage at the conference, the first time I heard of you, and you had the Bulletproof Executive blog. Right, right. And so I made an employee of mine at the time who knew I was totally into health was like, We oh, have to try this thing called bloodproof coffee. You put butter in the coffee. And at the time, I was thinking, Hey, she doesn't know anything about health because butter has cholesterol and that's going to clog your arteries and yeah. a <laughs> heart attack. And coffee kills your adrenals, you know. Anyway, I did a little more research, looked at your blog, and eventually ordered some of the coffee. And my life was forever changed because
1: I, I became like. Accidentally keto, I think at the time. Yeah. Well, it's not an accident to it. Yeah. It's a gateway drug for, for keto. So, low grade keto. Yeah, so going back years and then you know, up to my meat intake and all that, and the rest is history. And then shortly after
0: that, when I mean, you were more than a lot of world did coaching with you for a while and you were instrumental in helping me start my podcast and I'm to thank you for that. Happy to help you you're doing good work. We're three years in now and things have changed dramatically for me, but what's been really trippy to watch from afar is the meteoric rise of all things polar which has just been insane in <laughs> a short amount of time that I've been kind of observing this. So right now I'm asking you,
1: how do you keep up with all that you have going on? What what I've done is I've turned off the cranky voice in my head. So you waste a third to a half of your energy and this is like, it's just perspective. Can you waste a lot of energy on useless story type And then you probably aren't making enough energy. So over the course of time, I've been really good at turning on new cellular energy production, introducing you know, new concepts around mitochondria, um, and teaching you how to hack your sleep, get higher quality sleep. Almost every blog you see about hacking your sleep it mentions high MGT or brain-attainable collagen. <laughs> is a derivative of one of my original posts because no one had ever written that. I had to figure it out. And so things like that, you do that for 10 plus years. We know that it takes seven years to replace half the collagen tissues. We'll prove main collagen in a category that pay attention to. I've been on collagen for 10 plus years, so I have half my collagen is gone, And it takes, it's been like 17 something days. It's a half life of fat in the cells in your body. So it takes you, I call it, four or five years to replace a substantial percentage of your cell membranes with high performance, stable healthy fat. Well, you do that, and then you turn off all the garbage thinking in your head, and your ability to stay on top of things is not what you thought of.
0: Right. So, in addition to bulletproof, um, seeing you kind of involved in so many different
1: things, you know, there's the coaching program with Mark and Sam who recorded it yesterday, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, I started that our program, it was inside bulletproof, and we, we spun it out as part of our great lives. Right. uh, and yeah, Mark created all that content. And it feels how do you teach people to people? To how do you teach people to teach people? Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but. I ran the web and internet engineering program in Silicon Valley from the University of California. We I mean, teach engineers how to stop thinking about a little cell engineering and start thinking about the internet. Um, and I hired a teacher to manage the curriculum and taught for it to the week. And, and so I love teaching, and I love teaching teachers. And there's a, a technique that takes time to learn how to do that. So I wanted to create a program because everyone was saying, hey, how, how can I be more real truth? And how do I tell all my friends? How do I make a career out of this? So yeah, that was part of it, and then upgrade out itself. This is something that started in psychical truth, saying, like, we can do our food better, we can disrupt big food, but how do you disrupt these two old exercise techniques? One was get chased by a tiger or chase a tiger, and pick up rocks. Those were pretty much, or maybe swing a club, that's the history of exercise. We did have one upgrade, we started using rocks, we started using them. <laughs> we could do better. So the idea: how do we create resilience? Oh, right. that it becomes something better because it turns out, if you're a company that's disrupting big food, having that as a potential differentiator, financial right. operation, so we're right. enough love. That right. Yeah, I've noticed there's been different there's changes in names and things like that. Bulletproof yeah. has kind of you know become segregated into the company it is, and the other offshoots have kind of become their own things and yeah. on their it's own. Creating multiple brands that have their own identity on right. and right the experience of being with proof is different than the experience of being proof. So I mean, how do we how do you show you how do we teach you how do we prove it? Well that leads me into my next line of questioning, which is not
0: something I hear people ask you about a lot. I think because they're so sort of fascinated with the physical aspects of biohacking and improving your biology, which is of course like, you know, the core message of biohacking itself as indicated by you, but I think what's interesting about the work you're doing with Mark is there's so much kind of personal development and emotional and mental work as he calls it psychological fitness, right? Oh, yeah. And so I have struggled kind of with the obsessive element of all of the supplements and all of the routines and all of the biohacking and kind of all of the physical practices and that I know the intention is to feel better, to have more energy so that I can fulfill my purpose in the world what about the side of it that comes from perhaps the psychological core of controlling everything, right? Because part of biohacking is controlling your environment and your biology. Where is maybe the downside or the, the negative thing we need to look out for in the control mechanism where we're not taking care of the body in a relaxed manner, but there's the fear of the EMS and thinking that we're not complete if we don't have our supplements and You're the master injecting master. the peptides and all
1: yeah. that. You're the master at finding guests who are fear-mongers. You like the ems world and we're all getting done in you follow a really complex content and we're talking about like that. Well, there are people like that. Yeah, so okay, number one, it's not that hard. And number two, you don't have to be a Nobel laureate uh, quantum physicist to understand this. So it's actually pretty straightforward, it's pretty simple. And there's also some people who are a lot in my new book, Superhuman, i to very blunt about Richard investment. And here's what investment actually looks like. It isn't dollars, it isn't time, it's energy. So if you think about this, If I said, I want you to do something that's going to give you more X, what you call this. So you get to define the return. Did you want more dollars? Did you want more? Did you want more? Did you want more? Whatever that heck that you want. Okay, you get to pay. But you can say, I'm going to invest time. Time is limited. If you have no energy, who cares? You're going to sleep. You're just too exhausted to go out and do the thing that makes you a better. So time is useless for that energy. Dollars. If you have a lot of dollars, you have no time. You can't spend them. If you have a lot of dollars, and you have time, and you have no energy. You can't spend them, and you can't spend the time. So the only investment you're ever making, first and foremost, is energy. And when you look at what you're doing from that perspective, then all of these to sort of make sense. So everything in Superhumans, how you get to It's what's ROI. Everything at Upgrade Labs. There's pieces of technology that I own at home that actually work. Like, mean, man. I think it takes two hours to do. How many people have two hours? Well, that'll make you really tired after you do it. So you're actually going to lose a half a day of a, a day to do it at lunch. It's not going to make the bar for ROI even if it works. Um, one of the things uh, that you know, some of the alarmists have talked about is that uh, you're turning into good one. If you're dying of cancer, the ROI I'm spending two grand a month, we talked about this on the last video, right? Okay, you spend you know, two grand a month on, and, and make sure you carry around extra water and make sure your food is cooked and sort of like, like you can become very, very like crazy obsessive about that and very important for very rapidly yeah. for something that might move the by 10%. Now, that 10% is life or death, do it. Right. <laughs> right. right, but otherwise, Let's be pragmatic about it and say, how could I spend my energy and my dollars in a way that can get a higher return in terms of more energy, or more love, or more community, or more education, or more therapy, whatever the heck it is you need, right? And when you look at it like that, Pantagen, right? And you can inject a $60 peptide that increases your uh, telomere length. And it's been used since 2003. The ROI on that might be pretty good, you have to look at the risk, right? if the return is I wanted longer telomeres, that's great, longer telomeres also might give you cancer <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so, it's like Yeah. So, are you managing your risk of cancer by making sure you mind is By avoiding mold toxins? Right? Doing things like that. Those are really good ideas. And so, you just have to look really quiet about it and say, right. like, what are your goals? What are your risk factors? Right? If you're worried about prostate cancer and you're 80, you can probably chill. <laughs> because something else is likely to take it out before prostate cancer because it's very slow growing if it's the normal path. Right? And the risk of you know, having incontinence and erectile dysfunction. Is good in the latter part of your life is important it. So you just have to do that. And that removes a lot of the spirit because you're saying, "What's well, in it for me, and I'm just gonna cost them. And if you find the combination of dollars, time, and energy that you invest is worth it based on the return you're seeking, it's great. If the return you're seeking is perfection, and, and that is a problem. Then you have the equivalent of orthorexia. You have people who yes. get over exercise, get anorexia, you have people, I won't eat this, okay? and you can have this like fear. And what perfectionism comes from is the stuff that for years is that, the stuff that Mark and I teach in the Human Performance Institute. And what's going on there is really straightforward. Perfectionism is fear. And it's fear of not being good enough. Because if you are not good enough, you know you will love you. And if no one loves you, don't, love you, you don't love you. If no one feeds you, you'll die. So the first F word driven by mitochondria. And you probably echoed this on your show, is starting to reach consciousness. But this three F words about mitochondria is original thinking from me about biological algorithmic distributed systems and how they roll up. And it is tied to the the hierarchy of human needs and all that stuff. But the difference is that the automatic unconscious behaviors that we have are driven in a subcellular fashion and roll up in your nerves, it's roll up in your brain, and then you think it's you and you tell yourself a story about well, you're a bad person because you wanted to blame that person you want to eat that donut. And you know, you have all these other bad urges, whatever they are, and you know, I I shied away from that thing, I didn't ask the girl out, I you know, didn't stand up in the meeting for myself, or I yelled at my wife, or whatever, and then you judge yourself. Like, man. It's a really complex system. I don't really get for changing. I don't that's a control. If you're using control as an element to continue your evolution towards enlightenment, to that's a good control. Right. And if, if you it's more of a discipline, it's, it's discipline and it's like a fear based control. Yeah. And if it's, you know, hair shirts
0: and self flagellation, I mean, welcome to Dirty <laughs> <laughs> Right. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I interviewed uh, Bruce Lipton a while ago. Bruce. Yeah. And I had interviewed. Someone that you're probably talking about, you're we talking about fear bomb right before that, and we were talking about 5G. And you know, I just, I'm just i actually highly EMF sensitive, like I've discovered. Plus, um, people are, you know, and so it's it's difficult to have discernment between awareness and going, Cool, maybe I won't live next to a cell tower, and also being paranoid everywhere you go. Like when I walk around London, I catch myself going, There's a cell tower, there's a chemtrail, you know. And so Bruce was like, Well, listen, okay, it's a biological fact that those three are harmful to yeah, biology. that's totally true. And it's also a fact that the more you believe they harm you, the more they harm you. I right? You know, and so yeah, where where you know where do we find that balance between awareness and fear? There's actually a
1: couple people out there who talk about retraining your amygdala. Uh, in fact, the, the CEO of has done that kind of training, and you can actually teach your amygdala to be less reactive uh, to you know online trolls who spread fear. And, uh, to less to and to be less reactive to votings and to be less reactive to so A lot of people in toxic models to that. And I I absolutely know for sure that once you finally figure out, you know what, when I eat that food, I go batshit crazy. I right? there people like that out there. In fact, one of the early things that convinced me that this was real was a book from the fifties or sixties, I don't remember its title, it was by a psychiatrist. And he said, I have these fascinating patients, if I expose this patient to secondhand smoke, they believe they're Jesus for 10 days. (laughs) And then I pull away the secondhand smoke, they turn back to normal, like, why am I here, why can I go? And then you secondhand smoke, poof, I'm Jesus again, right? So this is an extreme reaction to something. So we will and can react to things like that. But once you know what it is, it is a self-preservation instinct to say, I am not. Uh, I I am not going to expose myself to that. And if I get it, my body, because it is serving me, is sending me a clear and present danger signal because it is dangerous. However, it's not going to kill you now and you can handle it. And what people who have chronic fatigue or mold illness the way that I did, uh, the way you experience the world is you are in a place that's moldy. And then 20 minutes later, you're seeing colors and you can't keep your eyes open. You can't pay attention. Then you're yelling at people around you and you just like, like you lose it. And then you feel like crap. And then the next day, your gut's shedding. It's lining The day after that, you have like really deep pimples coming out and you feel like you're hung over all the time and you can barely put one foot in front of another. And if you don't know all the hacks that I learned, for six weeks, you feel like garbage if you sleep in a motel hotel room once or even if you're in a room for a little while. And this isn't you. This is a cellular level response. But we've also learned, in fact, this is one of my favorite studies ever. They took college students and they said, hey, we're going to test you and see how you like this weird green smoothie slimy thing. And they took a smoothie and they put a cyclosporin. They put an immune suppressant in the smoothie. And then they tested. I had everyone, oh, give us a flavor rating on this. And then they measured their immune function. Of course, it was suppressed. Well, They came back and they never told them anything about the immune function. They were unaware. So there's no placebo in this study whatsoever. Then they go back six weeks later and they give them a retest, the same smoothie without the immune suppressant. And then they measure their immune function. It suppresses automatically. What the hell? What's going on? Cellular level placebo response. So part of what's going on with this is your body in a true and correct way knows that there is such a thing as voltage-gated calcium channels And they're 17 million times more sensitive to electrical or to electrical fields, and that it causes cell swelling, causes mitochondrial dysfunction. And (laughs) now that one might come through. Welcome to London, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) There we go. Carry on. And well, man, that's no good. They're, they're, They're done now. And what happens there is you're experiencing something that is real. Your body is saying, I, I want to be safe. Protect me. This is this is dangerous. The body, because we're talking a distributed network of tiny single-cell bacteria embedded in your cells that are trying to make a second-by-second second decision about whether this is a safe or not. They're going to create a stupid level decision, not based on context. You know in your rational human amazing brain, hey, these are... Uh, this is a safe place. The EMFs are a little bit higher than I would like, but your body doesn't know that because bodies are are really, really fast and really, really dumb. And you know this because you've done 40 years of sin with me, right? And so what ends up happening there is you can train that. And I, I would, I would suggest, you know, intentionally exposing yourself to it if you can handle it, but you need to make sure the toxic metals are out of your body, which is one of the things that makes you more sensitive to EMFs. And, what you don't want to do though is knock yourself out. And what I found is, I'm just going to, I'm just going to man up. I'm going to deal with this moldy environment. But then it would take me out for a week. That, that's not how you do it. <laughs> so how do you walk the line between? you know, I'm just going to take a deep breath and be peaceful and I'm going to be at one with the fact that I'm taking a mild hit here versus, oh man, I actually knocked myself out. And right. only you know that, but look at amygdala, a desensitization. Yeah, person.
0: you know, that, that's really interesting because I've only looked at the amygdala and the sort of trauma response where you get this rush of adrenaline and cortisol and you're triggered and you're freaking out about something that happened when you were four and a half. You well, know what I mean?
1: That's at the core but, of, of HPI and right. the 40 years of Zen, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't think about that from
0: perspective of the amygdala having you know, more of a physical trauma response to environmental yeah. stressors, it's right? It's the same system. Interesting. Have you done EMDR on it? I have, yeah. Okay, did it Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I've done about four rounds quite oh, recently. That's not enough. Yeah. And I didn't work on that specifically. Oh. It was just like, you know. Childhood stuff. Yeah, going back to that.
1: Yeah, do EMDR specific on it? And have you done, I mean, Bruce Lipton was, was on your show. I mean, he's yeah. talked about tapping. Have you done any EFT-related or yeah. Related things? On, yeah, I have. On, on that specific, did it help? Uh, it's tough to say. <laughs> tapping is one of that drives me nuts. I've had profound results sometimes. Most of yeah. the time, I'm like, why am I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you kind of I catch myself in the mirror, like, really, dude? Like, what next, Luke? I, I can tell you, though, some of the people I know and respect very greatly, a great master of a spiritual lineage or tradition or someone who's spent decades learning it, when they look at you and talk with you for a while and say, you need to tap this spot this way and say this thing, I get great results. When I'm like, I'll just like... You know, right. it, it seems kind of like masturbation. Not really much productive happens. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> Felt that, good about myself while I did it.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's that's um, that's um actually really insightful because I never thought about applying a couple of those modalities
1: to that yeah, particular they, thing. They They can and will help. I've seen it before.
0: We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. It's time to give some serious props to our friends over at ChooseCandor.com. Candor makes this fantastic product called Coconut Matcha Latte. It's actually a nootropic stack. So it's got MCT oil and coconut milk, which give you those healthy fats and fill you up. But then it also has the matcha green tea with L-theanine and EGCG. And these are molecules that naturally pair really well with caffeine. So they sort of tone down the buzz of caffeine. I oftentimes get too hyped up on coffee. I love my coffee. I love the taste of it, but it's kind of strong sometimes. So in the middle of the day, I don't want to have another coffee. But if I have a little dip or I'm about to record a podcast... I'm going to crank up my coconut matcha latte and be rocking and rolling. It's just great stuff. You get focused for hours, suppresses your appetite because of the healthy fats, and it also fertilizes your gut because it has prebiotics. So it's really, really cool. It's a great product. And um, it's actually I'm recording this at night right now, but it's making me crave it. It's actually really delicious. I'm not even playing with you. Sometimes I'll add a little stevia to sweeten it up more if I have it later in the day and it's kind of a treat. But right now it's about 9.30 at night, so I'm not going to have it. But you should definitely have it as long as it's during the daytime. You can find this amazing coconut matcha nootropic latte at choosecandor.com. That's choosecandor.com save 10% with the code LIFESTYLIST at ChooseCandor.com One of the things I pride myself on at the Lifestylist Podcast is keeping it real so let's be real right now and talk about your digestion Are you feeling a bit gassy bloated your number two's not coming out like you'd like them to Gut dysbiosis is a huge problem worldwide. There's so many toxins and pesticides in our food and the use of antibiotics and all kinds of things that we do to ourselves that just ruin the various strains of bacteria that need to be thriving in our intestines, right? So our friends over at Just Thrive Probiotic have created an amazing product. I use this stuff every day, like everything I ever talk about here on the show. And uh, what they've done is they've made a spore-based probiotic, which actually survives digestion and hatches inside you, kind of like little aliens, but not that gross and totally good for you. So I'd love for you to check out our sponsor. You can go to thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. Use the code Luke15 to save 15% off. That's thriveprobiotic.com forward slash luke the audience code is luke15 and uh, i take this stuff every day man and it's really helping my digestion it's something i've always struggled with no matter what kind of food i'm eating i don't know i just can't get like the gut thing right and it has so much to do with your immune system and your mood your neurotransmitters all this kind of stuff so super important to go check out ThriveProbiotic.com forward slash luke and now back to the interview When it comes to the neurofeedback in 40 Years of Zen, you know, I did it years ago when the center you had was in Sedona and almost drowned myself by doing a cold plunge in the river, incidentally, but it was a fun trip. Aside from that, uh, how has 40 Years of Zen evolved and tell people a little bit what that's about? Because I found it to be really impactful and
1: have since done tons of neurofeedback, you know, just on my own. I have. I started doing neurofeedback in 1997 and I've told the story. It might be in superhuman. It's certainly in in game changers, my last book, which is much more of a personal development angled book. And the idea behind that is uh, you just get a signal off your brain. You you play it back in and and you can learn things. And I found pretty soon that doing neuro uh, neurofeedback on yourself without a neuroscientist helping to tune it has limitations because how, how do I put it? It, if, if you change your lens on reality, you won't know what you did because your reality changed and you won't know that it's necessarily for the best. It's sort of like if you could open up your head and do some brain surgery and you cut something, you, you're not going to necessarily know you cut it because you still feel like you. And it, that's why neuroscience is such a fascinating field. Um, so I realized pretty I need to work with experts. And going back oh, 10, 11 years, I worked with a variety of different neurofeedback companies uh, to see if I could get what I was looking for uh, at at forty years Ascent, which included you know, the right nutrients, uh, the right uh, the right kinds of technology, using cutting edge things, uh, things that weren't dangerous, things that weren't you know, possibly inducing certain seizure states. And just a, a kind of experience that was respectful of our circadian rhythm and all. And you know, back when you did <laughs> right. very early days... What circadian rhythm? Well, yeah, in the early, yeah. early days, I mean, we had people... And, and I already customized the program. I worked with, with a partner then. And I was getting a lot of complaints <laughs> from a variety of things. I'm like, this is not the experience that it needs to be. So after a lot of soul searching, I said, all right. And I went out and I commissioned new hardware and new software that does things like uh, Gamma, which... Scientists will tell you to this day you can't train gamma. I'm like BS. You can't. I've got you know I've, I've got the graphs on our gear. There's five pieces of this gear that doesn't exist anywhere else, and I can see gamma waves go up when we train it. Wow. And so these are things that go way beyond when when you did it. It was it was very kind of clunky 80s. It still worked. Um, But it was, can this half of the brain talk to this half of the brain? And what we're doing now is there's actually networks across the brain and we can train them and we're using QEEGs. So it's actually a stack of five different sets of neurotechnology. So the programs evolved dramatically. Wow, damn. We're doing things with electrical stimulation and magnetic field stimulation to increase levels of brain-derived nootropic factor. At the same time? Oh, yeah. You do those to prime the brain. Okay, okay. And because I have an executive chef on site who makes the Bulletproof Diet and because we use a full stack of cognitive-enhancing substances and mitochondrial enhancers... I can get 2.5 times more neurofeedback in per day. So I have a five-day program uh, instead of what used to be seven when you did it. Right. Right. And <laughs> um, because I can fit more neurofeedback in per day, one thing, one of the reasons that I, I stopped working uh, with one of the the different partners I worked with, I, I've always worked with more than one, um, is that uh, they they wouldn't support this idea of giving people a little bit of of uh, nutrition. Right. So I had people who <laughs> right. were literally, Dave, you know, I, I came to your 40 years as in training uh, and I, I need to eat. And I have staff members blocking me and I call them up and yell at them and they wouldn't do it. So I'm like, all right, that's it. Uh, we are going to use new tech. We're going to use new research that's come out in the last 10 years and we're going to properly care for people and we're going to nourish them and make a safe space to the point that when you did it, certainly because uh, that isn't the facility in Seattle that, that we've made for this. I commissioned the creation of these pods. They look like like giant eggs. Oh, sort cool! Of. And the doors open. The reason? so it's not like the Star Wars <laughs> fighter no. little no, it was, booth anymore with like weird stuff. No, <laughs> and this this is there because you need to actually be able to to go all the way into a uh, into where you were in the womb, like, like that that, that encircled close safe thing. Cause EMDR is one thing, but if you want to go in and let go of some really old stuff, you just have to know like, this is my space. So we're creating an environment where you are just cared for in every way you can be cared for physically and nourished. And So all you have to do is the deep personal work with a computer and a facilitator, actually multiple facilitators guiding you uh, with a neuroscientist who's done more than a hundred thousand uh, sessions of neurofeedback. And along the way, uh, we're respecting your circadian biology, including the color of light. So you come out, you put on your true dark glasses, and we we know because we do the neuroscience what those do to your brainwaves, so we can keep you in the state that you just earned. When you come out of it and you're talking about it, so yeah, the programs evolved quite a bit. That's from the, dude, that's crazy. From the '80s version when it first started.
0: Yeah, I was sure that there had been advancements, but that's <laughs> nuts. I like the idea of the sensory deprivation pod too. Oh, it's, it's that, big. That was a cool element of the old model. I mean, you were in your own little private room. You know, kind of yeah. your '80s little neon kind of vibe. It's, I have pictures of it on my Instagram it, yeah. from back then, but it was cool being kind of cut off from the world. And there's yeah. no windows. You have you don't have your cell phone. You don't have a clock. So. It really did assist in going deep, and the depth of that experience was partially due to the fact that there was no outside stimuli.
1: You'll you'll find that, but it's it's a a round, but you're yeah, you're still you
0: didn't have the cocoon womb vibe. You're just in a dark room, and also the the sleep deprivation was brutal. Now I got to say, I did sneak in some aniracetam and some different stuff. When every I did. one of my <laughs> coaching clients who I sent yeah.
1: through the very early like baby steps version of 40 years in, every one of them um, was on aniracetam because I told them to, but they all had right. to sneak it because there was a very, very old school neuroscience uh, thinking there. So that's, yeah. It, if it's my program, my name, and and I'm designing it, and I have people who are getting in the way of the design, that's why I'm like, I have to build the facility. And I can tell you, I don't draw any salary from Forty Years of Zen. You know, I, I own the company so that I can direct what it does. Uh, but it is it is a lot of work, and it is not it is is a labor of love. I mean, Bulletproof is a, also a labor of love, and it's a company that's growing and profitable. It, I get a, a, a paycheck from it. I don't get to just take money out because I have investors, but I have you know a normal paycheck, and yeah, every two weeks they get deposited in my account, kind of thing. Forty Years of Zen is is none of that. It's 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 its own entity there to do good. And I get all the neurofeedback training for myself and my family that I want. <laughs> so that, that's a part of it. You know? Yeah, that's that's a yeah. definitely a worthwhile and, bonus. And having Doctor uh, Doctor Drew, our neuroscientist, former nuclear submarine engineer, um, having him is so I can call him at any time and be like, "Hey, my brain needs a little tune-up." It's like having the world's best race car mechanic who can work on my brain. It's that's amazing. That's that's how kind of how I get paid. But
0: yeah, I mean, if you and, sort out your brain, then so many other things fall fall yeah, downstream you know from what that. That's like, yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Um, that brings me to my next topic really, uh, which is sleep. I know this is something you've talked a lot about and pioneered a lot of different, um, you know, aspects of and dietary things that you can do. So I know probably most of the things you've talked about, and I'm sure I've talked about many of them on the show before, and I've done sleep special, you know, dedicated shows, but do you have anything new that's really been exciting? I recently started doing this DSIP peptide, deep sleep inducing peptide. I haven't tried that yet. I doubled my deep sleep. So I you know I'm getting up to two and a half hours now, and I was about you know hour to an hour and a half before. Have you found any like you know real like needle moving sure. practices lately
1: um I've gotten up I actually published my sleep results in Superhuman and I can get um two sometimes two and a half hours of deep sleep if I use the true dark glasses, these are different than just red glasses. they're patented. no one else makes glasses like them. Um, there 's actually two different uh, sets of patents behind uh, behind them and i actually wore them for two hours before I got on the airplane to fly to London from the West Coast. I, f- I wore them on my whole flight. Yeah. I, I did two <laughs> on the whole flight. Because I was this, on a night this, flight. You, you got the truth, tru- Yeah, tru- yeah. Okay. The wrap around was, yeah. The wraparound one. Yeah, the wraparound. I look like a serial course. killer. I yeah. was like,
0: yeah. I'm want to go, you guys, like, I'm actually fairly normal. <laughs> I know I look really weird because I have my hoodie on. I do the same thing. A baseball you know? hat. I have a picture
1: yeah. of my son. He's 10. He's wearing his and he's got his hat on. Yeah. And and you just tell people, if I take these off, lasers will come out of my eyes. That's what I tell okay, them. Okay, like, I'll try I, that. Like Cyclops. Don't make me cut the airplane in half with my my eyes, it would be bad, uh, but that for me doubles my deep sleep very reliably. And wow. on the airplane, on the airplane, I got two hours of deep sleep. Oh my god, <laughs> amazing my, my aura score
0: on the flight over here was like I got a 33, and I'm usually in the low 90s. Wow, yeah, 33. I got like three minutes of deep sleep, you know, yeah. six minutes of REM. It was a disaster, but it's just because. I, was, I slept four and a half hours
1: on the airplane because I wanted to watch a movie yeah. and I got two hours of deep sleep in that time. Oh, that's Holy epic. Crack. But the glasses are required. Right. I take the Bulletproof Sleep Mode, right, uh, which has some unusual amino acids in it that most people don't associate with sleep. Um, and it has a small amount of melatonin, like a half a milligram, not a lot. Uh, and then if for REM sleep, that's been my challenge for 20 something years. Or uh, even if I could get my deep sleep up, yeah, my REM would be you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, not really working on it. Uh, wow, and, that's low. Oh, yeah, but it's yeah. been there forever. Interesting. And, okay, I have substantial brain damage from toxic mold. And this is according to Daniel Amen, chemically induced brain damage. So I, uh, I'm i just getting this thing so it's unstuck. My microphone here. Uh, so uh, that might be a part of it. And I've done all the neurofeedback, hyperbaric, all these things, and every now and then I'll get a good night. But the things that work for most people for for dreaming like uh, high doses of L-theanine, for instance, or magnesium. They don't do anything for me uh, from that perspective. And I've read about lion's mane and I never got results. I mean, I've, I've talked about lion's mane in the very early Bulletproof blog. Oh, all these studies show it raises BDNF, but I didn't, I didn't feel or see any results compared to like Neuromaster, which is a coffee fruit extract that raises it more in studies. Well, there's an Australian species of uh, lion's mane mushroom. That for me, it tripled it. I, I get an hour and a half I get an hour and a half to two and a half hours of REM sleep at night when I take it, it's from a company called Lifecycle, L-I-F-E-C-Y-K-E-L. That's, that's substantial. And, and I've given it to a bunch of people who travel all over the place. You know what? Those yeah.
0: guys recently, uh, recently reached out to me. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool yeah, to know. i I'm I'm gonna, gonna get back an, to them.
1: have become an advisor. Uh, actually, I just uh, met their CEO, uh, Will, last night for dinner. Oh, but cool. It's because there's a dual extract and it's the right species. And oh my God. And I've given it to like some other really heavy duty travelers. One of the guys who runs the biggest travel site on Instagram and. Uh, and he's like, Dave, this stuff actually works. So I'm a fan of just trying it. And if you have an aura right. ring, and, wow, I woke up, I remember my dream and my score was twice as side and you stop doing it, you do it. You can tell for me, I need like five dropperfuls. I'm, I'm a big guy. Right, right. Uh, but I, I got to say those two or those three things, uh, the glasses, uh, which which really help with deep sleep mode, which helps with overall sleep, staying asleep like that. And... Then the final thing would be the Lifecycle Lion's Mane. And if people wake up, I usually say keto primer, unfair advantage, uh, the two mitochondrial supplements that are kind of the flagships that I make. Those can help depending on what's going on with your glymphatic system and things like that. Oh, interesting! By
0: taking those early in the
1: day? Uh, no, you can take them right before bed. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I never,
0: I never thought of that because I'm always afraid I'm going to get energy like from unfair advantage because it really does. I mean, you get a noticeable boost of energy when you take it. So yeah. at night, I'm like, oh, I better not take but it.
1: But it's not stimulating energy, and you need right? energy to, to dream and in. Uh, it was in Headstrong. Uh, that was my, my book that the New York Times Science List. It was sandwiched between Homo Deus and Sapiens. Like that was the biggest honor ever. Damn! Uh, I, like I never expected or even targeted that, and, and it it just came in my email. I'm like, oh my god, that's cool. It, 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 but in that book, I I found the studies that talk about the mitochondrial. Uh, dynamics of the glymphatic system. And the glymphatic system is the system that pumps cerebral spinal fluid into your brain. All the cells dump their water and then they replace it with clean water. Well, if you can increase the efficiency of that pumping system, you'll actually do better at sleep. There's all sorts of uh, protein folding and unfolding and all sorts of enzymes that are created, these are all electron-dependent processes. So you take some mitochondrial stimulants that don't have anything like caffeine or herbal stimulants or any of that stuff, it'll actually improve your sleep efficiency score. Damn, that's
0: rad. Good to know. I've been missing out. Let's talk about, in our last few minutes here, the new book, Superhuman, which we have a copy of here, all which right. can show by the time this comes out. Um, what's the deal with that? What's the you know? It's about anti aging. It's about well, the bulletproof pa- plan to age backward and maybe even live forever.
1: What are some of the kind of the top categories that you cover in here? Well, there's there's a systems approach to aging, a systems approach to a lot of things, and people are telling me, Dave, you look younger than you did before. I, I'm 46 years old. You know, my skin is in remarkable shape, and uh, my body was biologically a total shit show, Luke. I mean, <laughs> autoimmunity, uh, obesity, high risk of stroke and heart attack, uh, prediabetes—all all the bad stuff. You know, before I was 30, so that doesn't really set you up well for healthy aging. Like, so if I can do what I'm doing now, most people—if they start earlier or they just have normal levels of health—they're already far ahead of the curve. So I'm sort of the worst case example. But what I do is I talk about, all right, here's what you need to do you need to look at the four things that are most likely to kill you. And I call them the four killers. And then maybe you do things to lower your risk of those. And if you and I were average, which we're not, and your listeners are not likely average either because they're your listeners. (laughs) But you have a very high chance of either diabetes, cancer, heart attack, or Alzheimer's taking you out. Those are the big four killers. And that's assuming you're not going to have opiates because I'm assuming that that's probably not the big issue because opiates are a massive killer statistically, but for people who are on an anti-aging path, that's probably not the big deal. You're not going to have a fentanyl overdose. Let's hope not. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Unless maybe you're a first responder, they're getting some of those. So uh, from that perspective, I go through just the things you'd expect, but there's stuff that no one ever talked about about the fat composition of cell membranes. Did you know that the cell membranes in your fatty tissue will change dramatically based on what you eat. But the cell membranes in your brain, about 75, 80% of them are going to be fixed. And it's the, only the other percentage that moves very much. So it turns out we see all this stuff oh, fat, cell membranes. It's incredibly generic advice, but now we can tell you muscle tissue versus heart tissue versus brain tissue versus nerve tissue versus blood. And so now we have a very clear roadmap about if you eat this kind of fat, it will do this to your fat composition. And so you can actually dial in the composition of fat you want. And newsflash, you eat more of the right kinds of saturated fat that is not damaged. Your adipose tissue will lower its amount most dramatically of things like omega-6 fats or damaged fats. And you need omega-6 in your brain very specifically. You don't need too much of it though. And even the Bulletproof Diet, I talked about this, but we didn't understand the difference in in your fat composition. So even if you have 20 extra pounds, which a lot of people listening do... You can change what that twenty extra pounds is made out of over time while you're losing it, or maybe you're not losing it, and that will have a profound effect throughout your biology. So this is in here. Like here's here's what we know about about fats in cells: fat as a building block, not just an energy source. It also explains why the uh, the dirty keto thing it, it's such a problem. The bulletproof diet really helped to get keto like to light the spark for keto, but it's always been a cyclical diet where you eat. The right fats to be in ketosis, the right proteins that aren't inflammatory, because the original dirty keto was the Atkins diet. You could eat pork rinds, you know, dipped in cheese whiz, <laughs> right, right. and and like there you go. I lost half my hundred pounds, and the other half are here, and I'm all inflamed, and my skin turned gray. Right. It, it's, it's not healthy, but it did work for hunger suppression and brain function for a while. But your diet sodas canceled that out. So we got that dialed in, but now we know even more. Like, what's a building block, and what's an energy source, and how do we do that? And there's a chapter in here about gut bacteria and things that we now know that we didn't know before and what you can do. And in every chapter like hey, did you know about this study where this compound increases lifespan, not average uh, average life expectancy, but actually the amount of maximum life in animal club. Here's one for 15%. Here's one for 38%. Here's one for 95%. There's a bunch of things out there where there's studies like that. Maybe you want to build a few of those into your into your daily activities. And then we get into okay, I've avoided my likelihood of dying from these four things. What about uh, my uh, actual aging process? And there, there's seven pillars of aging. And these are things that we know happen in the body, systems that break down over time. And if you look at a car, there's you could say, oh, I'm doing, taking such good care of my car. I wash it every week and I make sure there's always enough tread on the tires and I fill them with air every day. I'm a good car owner. And you're like, uh, you kind of forgot to change your timing belts which only happens every 60,000 miles, and you forgot to change your oil uh, and your windshield wipers don't work either, right? You know, so maintenance of the human body is, is very similar where you've got to take the core systems and change the angle of aging for those. Uh, for instance, there's a portion of the book about collagen in your skin. Bulletproof put collagen on the roadmap unquestionably. I was like, this is a protein that's important and now it's a huge category and you got Whole Foods and our protein bars are the number one selling uh, protein bar uh, uh, at Whole Foods on the uh, per shelf facing and all that. It, it's, it's crazy. But the collagen decline in your skin as you age is predictable, but there's a bunch of things you can do. And it's sort of like having compound interest you get compound interest on an account, you put a hundred bucks in there and you wait a hundred years and wow, I'm rich. Well, if you can just reduce the rate of collagen loss in your tissues just by a small amount, by the time you're a hundred, I've read it, you'll have twice the skin thickness as someone who didn't take care of it ahead of time. Wow. So, so with red light therapy and things like yeah, that, red light therapy, eating collagen, fasting, there's some topical things I talk about that I don't think most people in the biohacking space have talked about yet. And uh, so I'm putting that together and saying, all right, here's the stuff that's free. Here's the lifestyle based stuff. Here's the stuff that's not very expensive. And then here's the stuff that crazy billionaires and biohackers are doing. Here's what <laughs> happened when i I went and I saw, you know Dr. Harry Adelson. I was on my show a few times uh, and uh, and Matt Cook. And here's what happened when I did my cultured natural killer cells. Here's what happened when I did the whole body uh, stem cell makeover uh, with Harry. And there they pulled a half a liter of bone marrow and injected stem cells in every joint in my body, inside my spinal cord, along the spinal sheath, inside my cerebral spinal fluid, in my you know, reproductive organs, and just everywhere in the body. It's a four-hour procedure with three doctors, including a Johns Hopkins neuroscientist. Uh, so I write about the experience of that. And yes, I could have bought a Tesla. <laughs> However, that procedure now, because we're talking about it on your show... It'll be much less expensive and way more widely available next year. And right. all of this stuff that's at the high end of Superhuman, this is why I know we're going to make it to at least 180. I think 180 isn't even that big of a deal. All you have to do is put your hat on and say, what did we do 100 years ago? Okay, it's 2019. In 1919, end of World War II, we were fighting on horseback Not in bad. trenches. I am mean, seriously, that was... Right. Where- Okay, some right. some people just blew up a refinery with 20 drones. Okay. Drone they didn't have to send horses in, much less people. Like we're in such a different universe in a hundred years. My grandmother's 97 years old. She lived through all that. I am going to live through all that times a thousand because we've always been on an exponential curve. Once we got computing turned on in the early 60s, we've been on an exponential curve that has not stopped. So if we can't if we can't do 50% better than our current best over the next hundred years, it's because a, h- a comet hit the planet or we ran out of topsoil because of all the vegans eating garbage food. <laughs> that's a great place to end on, David. <laughs> well, thank you for that. We <laughs> just pissed
0: off a lot of vegan listeners, but I've done a lot of shows about that and my you know, experience I, as a I, vegetarian. I was a raw so,
1: vegan too. Just be really good. Yeah, that's vegan. the thing. Any of us yeah. that
0: you know aren't in alignment with that, I think have all tried it and failed and we yeah. have this sort of inherent frustration, if not resentment toward that,
1: Well, there's that modality because we've suffered as a result. That was my experience. It it really did not help my biology. I had to recover from it. But there is a point that the vegans will actually love in superhuman. And it's this. If you're paleo, uh, if you eat a standard American diet, the odds are exceptionally high. that You eat way too much animal protein and your, your likelihood of all cause mortality from eating protein, animal or not, but animal has more of an impact above 20% of your calories, 400% increase in dying from all causes. So the the moral of the story is you're eating too much damn meat and you're probably not eating enough animal fat and dairy fat, which has all sorts of benefits as far as I can tell from the research. But what you ought to do right now is make a commitment. If you want to be a good human being, you want to protect our topsoil, uh, you want to prevent animal cruelty, is agree that never again will you take a bite of industrial raised animal protein. It is not okay to say, oh, it it was just convenient. The restaurant only had corn-fed beef. Look, corn-fed beef isn't food. It destroys soil. It destroys ecosystems. It destroys animals. And it destroys humans. It destroys human gut bacteria. You got to stop it. And you say, oh, grass-fed is too expensive. Here's the deal. Eat half as much and spend twice as much. It's the same investment, but now you feel good all the time. You replace the protein you don't eat with high quality fat. And that's one of the things that's going to make you superhuman. It's awesome. amazing.
0: Dave, as we close, who have been three teachers or teachings that have influenced you and in your work that the audience might be able to go learn from?
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I've interviewed 650 people on Bulletproof Radio. My God,
0: like how do I pick the best ones? That means 500 and something of them are going to be offended. Why wasn't I one of the
1: top three? Exactly. So,
0: I mean, it could be from any you know any realm of life. Just you know, huge impactful
1: books or or people that really like change the course of your life. Here's one: Robert Greene, who's who's been on my show a couple times. He wrote the Forty Eight Laws of Power a long time ago, but his and it changed my whole career because now I understood what board members did and executives because it all seemed like a bunch of crazy people to me until I was oh my god they're following a set of hidden rules just like our bodies follow hidden rules Uh, so there's that in his new book The Laws of Human Behavior Human Consciousness whatever the latest Robert Greene book is I think it's Human Behavior which is his opus after an entire lifetime of of studying human behavior, one of the most impactful and just profound books you'll read to understand how humans interact, including you. So I just absolutely could not recommend that book even more. Uh, So there's one. Uh, And then you kind of have to go back to Think and Grow Rich if you're looking at books. Totally, I'd read that when I was 16 and and it really changed my perspective. Uh, And from there... Uh, you know, a person or things that there's, there's things like uh, Dr. Barry Morgulon's energy for success teachings. It's the oral tradition passed down from Lao Tzu for 5,000 years through the small group. There's 12 living grandmasters of people who protected the emperor of China from poisons, from military threats, from bad human beings and from any other weird cosmic rays. I mean that this is the evolved knowledge that that still exists from a small monastery somewhere. There's fascinating stuff in that world. But how do I balance that against Stan Groff, who's also been on Bulletproof Radio? This is the father of transpersonal psychology. And maybe in terms of impact on my life, Stan's a little bit greater, uh, even though Barry's had a huge impact on me. Just because Stan changed the thinking of the world of psychology, you wouldn't know about EMDR or EFT if it wasn't for Stan's work in the, in the early 60s. Right, and to be able to talk to him. Or, or breathwork, breath, probably. Of course, breathwork came, yeah. came from him as well. And yeah. then, you know, Stephen Porges, the polyvagal theory guy, is also one of my favorite guests on the show where you look at stress response. So man, how do you, yeah. when, when you're <laughs> immersed in great masters and you get to study them and share their knowledge and, yeah. and boil it down, man, I, I don't know that I could say. It's like, what's your favorite spice? Like, what's one
0: way eating? Yeah. Right, right. Well, that's cool. We got about five. So thanks for that, dude. Congratulations on your success on the new book.
1: Uh, congratulations Uh, on yours luke i mean your your show is just doing incredibly
0: well so keep keep digging it's been fun like you said i mean it's it's the gift that keeps on giving dave thanks so much for joining me again on the show do i look forward to seeing you again uh
1: it's it's my pleasure man thanks
0: last call for alcohol folks we don't care where you go but you can't stay here because this podcast is closed it's 2 a.m we're dropping the mops It's time to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back in your eardrums next Tuesday, October 29th, for a very special birthday show, a bootleg broadcast episode recorded live in London. While you're listening to that episode on Tuesday, I'll be deep in the woods partaking in a Wachuma ceremony. So wish me luck on that. Send me some good prayers and thoughts on my 49th birthday. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast and every other podcast you've tuned into. You can do yourself and me and Dave Asprey a favor and forward this episode to a friend. And let's thank our sponsors, without whom this show and every episode of the podcast would be completely impossible because ain't nobody going to work for free. You know what I mean? So we've got our friends over at Raw Optics. You can go to rawoptics.com, save 10% off with the code LIFESTYLIST. Then let's get your gut healthy. Let's get over to thriveprobiotic.com forward slash LUKE you can get some good bugs down in your belly. And uh, you can save 15% off those bugs with the code Luke15. That's thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. And then my friends over at Candor, you can go to choosecandor.com, enter the code lifestylist and save 10% off. These guys make the most amazing matcha nootropic drink. It's insane. Actually, I should have had one before I recorded this today because I'm I'm feeling a little dense for some reason. I think too much travel. Uh, but I like to do the Candor uh, matcha before I record these intros and outros because I swear to God, it does make me brighter and more articulate. I don't know. It's a combination of the caffeine, the theanine, the whole thing they got going over there. So definitely check out choosekandor.com. The code's lifestylist. So you can save 10% off. And you can always find all of our sponsors and everything that I use and recommend over at LukeStory.com forward slash store. I've been putting that store together. I call it a store. I mean, really, it's just a collection of links to all the shit that I buy because people always ask me, hey, what's the link for this or that? And I finally, a couple of years ago, just found it too tedious to send people one link at a time. So I just put all of the links And all the product descriptions on my website at lukestory.com forward slash store. And I've been spending, I guess, man, it's been about three years really carefully curating uh, the collection of goods that I support over there. Some of them are show sponsors, some of them are not. Many of them have discounts, and some of them even give me a little commission when I make a sale through my site. So it's a great way to support the podcast all the work that I'm doing in the world, and also your own health. And you can save yourself a lot of time by not having to read you know, 50 Amazon (laughs) reviews of a supplement or something because I'm the geek that will sit and do that. I really am hardcore about vetting products and services and things like that when it comes to health, not only because I only want the best for myself, but I don't want to represent anything or promote anything that's whack because I like to sleep at night with a clean conscience. Integrity is super important to me. So... Anything you find at my site, at least to my knowledge, is the best you're going to find. LukeStory.com forward slash store. Thank you so much again for listening to the podcast. I can't wait to bring you another episode next Tuesday. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast was produced by PodcastMasters.net.